The antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
I'm Dave Hawkins, and you've dialed into The Antidote, where Christian music doesn't suck. I'd guess that everyone has specific music tastes. You know, one particular genre that draws you into its sound. (laughs) Or you could be like my wife, who just can't break out of the 50s and 60s music. I've always gone for a wide range of styles, but to be honest, metal is the one I connect with the most. So that explains why I wanted to connect with Logan Thompson, or Pathos, the frontman of Symphony of Heaven. You know, the band only has a short history, but they've put out an amazing number of songs, and all of them really are extraordinary, like our first track, Light Upon the Pillars. The band is carving out its own niche in the music scene, with outstanding releases like their new album, Maniacal Entropic Discordium. I first met Logan a couple of years back for a brief talk about Symphony of Heaven. In this new conversation, Pathos and I get into what the band is creating, and like I usually do, we start with the past in the band's debut. Logan Thompson fronts Symphony of Heaven, and he's here on The Antidote for another talk. Good to have you back, Logan. It is. I am glad to be here. It's wonderful to be back. You know, something I've never asked is about your music background. Has it always been metal for you? I got into rock and metal in probably middle school, like a lot of a lot of kids do. Uh, before that, it was the, the normal stuff, country, pop, music, whatever was on the radio. Uh, mom was a music teacher uh, at a school, so I was always very heavily involved with whatever she was doing. And so she was at a Christian school. So all the stuff that she did for musicals and everything else like that was always you know, Christian based, or she was more into like contemporary stuff back in the eighties and nineties. So like early Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant. And so that's like the stuff I heard when I was extremely small. And then it turned into, you know, what everybody else listened to at school until I wanted to play guitar. And then I was like, I got a little bit older. I got around the older kids who were listening to these really scary looking bands. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) this is mysterious. And I don't know. I'm like, something's drawing me to this. And I'd learned about you know, bands like Korn and Metallica, and it just took off from there. So that was seventh or eighth grade that I really got became interested in heavier music. And now you're one of those scary bands. Sometimes we're told that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should tell you, I first heard Symphony of Heaven back in 2017 when you released your first album, The Season of Death. It has this gorgeous track, Stratagem. But I want to hear about the album as a whole. Was it exactly what you were hoping for? You know, that's an interesting question because we talk a lot about that. That was an album that I put out back when I was the only member of the band. Um, and I worked on that all by myself. And I you know, programmed the drums and recorded all the guitars and bass and vocals, wrote all the lyrics. It was a complete one-man show at that point. Um, I did some mixing on it and things like that. There was, I think overall... Um, there's a lot of good in the album, uh, but you kind of look back at it like, boy, I wish I would have done a lot of things different. And we've actually talked about now that I have a, a full band along with me, we've talked about going back and re-recording some of the songs with completely all live instruments and just kind of refreshing it, updating it, because there's some good uh, stuff in there. It just it needed a little maturing of the process. Uh, through that time so you know being the the first thing i had done it was kind of like okay this is good enough and then you kind of learn afterwards it's like you know don't settle 
take the extra time to be able to do it. So it was a learning process for me.
Stratagem, a beautiful and worshipful song from the Symphony of Heaven debut, The Season of Death. It's obvious that this is a metal band, but what kind of metal? That was my question for Logan. But then you decided you didn't want to do it as a solo thing anymore, and you brought in a full band. You were seriously looking to do that. Yeah, I think because at the time I decided to do a solo project because I couldn't find anyone locally or hadn't connected with people online yet to be able to write long distance. I was like, well, I'm just going to do it myself. Uh, I had always hoped that I would be able to be able to find people to play live with. And eventually God provided that with Mason and David and Hero. Um, So we took those songs that I had already done and just kind of converted them into a full band playing it live. And they would add certain parts or it would just, we kind of uh, manipulated it a little bit to make it feel a little bit more appropriate for a full band playing live. But like, then again, there was only like one guitar part. So we had two guitar players now. So we had to kind of add in things, you know, so it was kind of made a nice creative process after the fact, like the songs are still growing in a way, you know, they're never static. Well, you've already mentioned the guys' names, but maybe you should also tell us what their roles are in the band. Absolutely. Mason Beard, also stage name is Asaf. He is our drummer. Uh, David Napier, he is our bass player. He is also one half of the front of the band Tamoritis. And then Iro Tartsunen, he is the guitar player and lead in Renaissant. Um, And so he plays lead guitar. So everybody comes with a big metal background. Absolutely, yes. Um, it's worked out really well. We're all good friends. We we get along. We have a similar vision for what things need to be and a professionalism that comes along with, like, if we want to put out a good product, a good piece of art, we all know what we need to do on our own. So we don't have to deal with kind of the, the band drama because everybody knows what their role is and everybody knows what they need to do to make it happen. Well, Symphony of Heaven isn't a typical metal band. You've really got your own style. How do you describe your sound? Well, thank you, first of all. Um, And we have heard that quite a bit, and I've kind of wondered myself because it's kind of a mixing pot. The best way I can describe it is melodic, blackened death metal. Mostly death metal but definitely elements of melodic, like mellow death from like Scandinavian bands in the nineties, uh, blackened death metal bands. Um, you know, a little bit of black metal elements here and there, basically everything that I like (laughs) and just put it all together and try and make it fit like a puzzle that it makes sense that it's not just here's a riff and then move on and change things completely, but really try and make sense of it all. The wild thing is is that, even pick up on like a thrash elements and even a bit of punk yes uh that comes in too a lot of that comes from me starting out being interested in thrash metal when i was younger metallica megadeth slayer uh you know the the same thing all my friends were into pantera sepultura so that never really went away i like the fast-paced chugging riffs of thrash metal and the energy and then, you know, thrash and punk are somewhat similar in their speed and style. So it, it can be uh, taken as that as well. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's it's another one of those things where it just gets added in 
Um, and it's more like leftovers from where I used to be, but it never goes away. So everything kind of still comes out as that angsty teenager that wants to play fast. <laughs> yes, your past stays with you forever. Yes. <laughs> There are still Christians who struggle with the idea of metal songs being worshipful. 
But that's exactly what comes across on Anno Domini, where it says, The thundering, his voice on high, his power seen for all time. Christian faith comes through on the music of Symphony of Heaven. Let's hear about that from Pathos in the song Death to Denomination. Something you haven't mentioned is the lyrical content, the themes, because they are Christian-based. Yes. And that goes for really the entire, you know, we had the season of death. Then we had two songs that we put out with a split with Tamoritus and another band Bismuth called The Body of Christ. And we had a four-song EP called The Ascension of Extinction and then our latest Maniacal Entropic Discordium. They're always written from a Christian viewpoint because that's who I am. I couldn't write any other way. I wouldn't want to. I want to express what my mind and my heart thinks. And, you know, it's not always an easy thing. The Season of Death and Maniacal and Tropic Discordium, the two full-length albums, are very dark, very uh, full of ideas of uh, suffering, struggle, uh, heartache, things like that the darkest parts of your personal life that maybe you've ever gone through, trying to explore those thoughts and be honest with yourself about how you felt during a certain time or how that makes you feel. And it might not always come out in the same way of like, it's, it's not a sermon per se, but it is just an honest, it's almost a form of self-therapy as well to, to kind of, you know, help yourself deal with uh, feelings or thoughts that you've had. And then also that, Somebody else will hear that and say, somebody else has been there. They know what I'm going through. So it's a way to come put your arm around somebody and say, hey, I, I've been there. I got you. You know, it, it, it's really closely related to the Psalms or the book of Job, where it's just really taking the time to examine how you feel and make sense of it and process those, those thoughts and those feelings in the light of what we know God's already said. Now, you did leave something out because in 2019, you also released Body of Christ, the EP. And on that was included Death of Denomination. Yes. The chorus says, This hatred, murderous self-infliction, villainous assassins of our nation, limb ripped from limb, disrelation, I pray for death of denomination. That was your serious intention, or were you trying to embellish your point? I think it was both. I think um, we came into that with the idea of, you know, the body of Christ, unity within believers, and really just taking this idea of when we have people who are within the church causing discord, uh, you know, Paul talked about that a lot in the New Testament, um, that that's not good. It rips apart the body. It's it's harmful to the church. Uh be that one reason or another, whatever it might be over. And then you end up getting all these different denominations that would fight my personal uh, one I grew up in, uh, Christian churches, Church of Christ. They split because they had a um, an argument about whether or not there should be instruments used in the worship service. So they completely made a new new church. And it was like, what are we doing? We're, we're having this disrelation. We're ripping limb from limb here. We, we need to put an end to this division and the dividing and because we're either all, you know, we're Christians and we need to just call ourselves that. And when we identify ourselves by these other nominal issues, it creates, 
you know, well, I don't like that church across town or because they do this or that. And it, it, it tends to create a lot of heartache, a lot of stress within the body. Um, I've been through a couple church splits in my lifetime, and it's a very painful thing to see and experience. So it was really, it was using that idea and, you know, maybe embellishing the terms to bring a point more up front. Would that original church have been horrified by what you've produced? Um, I, you know, I don't think so, probably because they know me. <laughs> and I think that they know that what I'm saying is not just, I'm just throwing a bunch of words together to get shock value. I'm trying to be very careful in, in the words that I use to get the effect that I think needs to be done for good. And so, really, I, I personally have never had a problem with um, churches not liking what music I play or listen to. They just kind of know. Um, I'm sure there's some. There was a, probably a couple that you know wouldn't approve uh, just because they're just not into that. They don't understand that the style of music. Uh, but for the most part, I think that they would be would have been mature enough to understand what I'm trying to say. This is Pathos from Symphony of Heaven, and you have tuned in to the Antidote.
We've been talking about your past in the band's earlier music, but the big news is is that Symphony of Heaven has a new album, Maniacal Entropic Discordium. You really stepped up your game on this one. Thank you very much. Um, we did. We, we really tried to level up everything we were doing. Um, there's a lot of music on there. It's 80 minutes worth of music in total with, you know, one of those is a, a cover of a track by the band Death. We just wanted to have fun with that, but there's over an hour of new original music that we've written, um, and we really took the time to make sure and push ourselves to the next level as far as where we were as a band, our playing ability, songwriting, really trying to make sure that we don't just settle for, well, it's good enough, but like what, you know, everything always has to step up a level. You have to top yourself every time. Otherwise, you're static and there's no growth. There always has to be growth in what you do. So we we really did focus on trying to make sure that we did the absolute best that we could. Including songs that are massively long. <laughs> yes, yes. We have heard that quite a bit, too. <laughs> in fact, some of the band members are like, wow, these songs are long. Yes, they are. That's just my personal affinity for longer songs. A story. I like. I want to. I want to be in the song for long enough to where I don't have to play it again. Like I want to be taken on a journey through the music and, you know, there might've been a few spots where things could have been done a little bit differently, but for the most part, I do believe that each song is almost like its own little story. So it deserves to have the time that it says it needs to have is really, I would just listen and it's like, okay, 
Yep, that's it. That's what it needs. That's what it's calling for right there. Thanks for not making them three minutes and 30 seconds. Yes. Yeah, I, there's, that's, it's just like by the time you get into it, it's over. <laughs> you know, I can't expect a black death metal band to have happy songs, but Maniacal and Tropic Discordium is on the verge of being depressing. Like on the single, Entropy, it relates how death can be welcomed. What inspired that? Um, just a lot of different situations in my life um, over the last couple of years where, you know, heartache, different things of that nature that humans go through. Uh, so, you know, in the toughest times of my life where I would literally going through a very dark time, dude, it was the funniest thing. I remember feeling that way and like, boy, this doesn't feel good to feel right now. But man, these are going to make some great lyrics when I finally get them out. <laughs> in a weird way, like I kind of knew, like I'm, I knew I was going to do that. Like sometimes those things, and it, it is, it's, it's almost depressing at times because that's how I felt at the time, and I needed to explore and explain that to myself and almost hold it up in my hand, right in front of my face, and look at it and examine it. Like this is, this is how you feel, Logan. Um, I know I'm not the only person to have ever felt that way in life. So it's like, we should be able to be honest and talk about those things with each other and in song uh, and to help yourself express what you need to do to, to get it out of you. You know, if you trap it inside, that's when it can be destructive. If you're able to get it out, that's almost when it's like taking the venom out of your veins in a way is a way to look at it. Something else about Entropy is that it flips from melodic sections to hard metal and back again multiple times. You were wanting that dramatic effect? Absolutely, yes. I, I remember holding my guitar and playing just a little riff, really light. That right there are the notes that almost encapsulate the entire feeling of the album, like melancholy, and then it, it's the strangest thing, like, sadness almost dreamlike sadness but then you in the very next minute you want to in a no way or better way to put it you know rip the skin off of yourself put a hole through the wall or something because it's so you know back and forth from sad to angry to you know you screaming from the depths of your soul i think that, that song i think we captured that on there <laughs>
what a bold song. That was Entropy from the band's new album. The next part of our talk goes into both the sound and the theme of Maniacal Entropic Discordium. Earlier on, I mentioned that I find the music of Symphony of Heaven to be gorgeous. Do you find many listeners feel that way? We get that a lot. Um, We constantly are told that the songs are written in a way that they take you somewhere. The chord progressions, the overall idea, it gives you a feeling. It gives you, and you know, I I like an epic sound, and I want to create like a sound that's almost as big as the sky. If that, if you can visualize that, is what I've always really had an affinity for. Um, where you literally feel like you're hearing the song in the clouds from the horizon to the other, and it just in a way that is maybe this sounds like almost what you hear in your head it's just absolutely massive trying to reach for that at different points you know um so use of atmospheric stuff the use of doubling things up and really just trying to open open the sound up as big as we can i've brought up the point about maniacal entropic discordium being dark but each of the songs also give i guess a trace of hope That comes through on The Darkest Nights. This life has lost its heart, suffer with no cause, bleed the soul till all is gone. Straight through the darkest nights, drowning in the sorrow, praying for the light, the light. Is that the real intention of the album, to offer hope? I believe it is. It's both. It's to offer hope to those who have experienced similar things. And the only way that I'm able to do that is offer up what I've experienced. So it's both, on the one hand, a form of, like I said, self-therapy. And on the other hand, knowing that when I do this, when I'm honest and I'm open about how I felt, that there is going to be other people who might be going through the same thing that I was going through. And they hear it and they say, hey, that guy gets it. He's been there. There's hope. I'm not the only one. I'm not alone in what I'm going through. So it's two sides of the same coin, and it's kind of a win-win for everyone, the way I look at it, that I get to be able to be honest and express my feelings, knowing at the same time that you know that's what I wanted going through those times, that I wish somebody was there. I wish I didn't feel alone. And I know if I share that with people, and I'm still here, and they're going to say, okay, I know he got through it. I know he was able to, to make it through those things in life. And so I'm going to have some hope. And there, there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel in this. You know, it can't rain forever. Even though when you're in the storm, it feels like it'll never quit.
We heard The Darkest Nights from the Maniacal Entropic Discordium album from Symphony of Heaven. You definitely need to give that release a full listen, (laughs) but I guess you're going to want to make sure you have snacks and a beverage handy when you start. After all, it's an hour and 19 minutes long. Next week on The Antidote, we're joined by Grapefruit. They have this indie rock punk emo style that's unique. Tune in next week for the big talk we had with John and Abigail Gold of Grapefruit. Now let's have Logan Thompson back in to finish the show with the last of our conversation and another new song, The Arch of Time from Symphony of Heaven. See you next time. One change that I'm hearing on the new album is that it isn't quite as dominated by the symphonic elements of the older songs. I don't know, is that just me? Or are you actually going for a change? Um, no, I think it's um, a little bit of, they're there. They might not be as much as the, the other songs that we've written up to here. A lot of that is because transitioning to a band that plays live as a full band now, I want to be able to make sure that we can create the atmosphere with just ourselves if we have to. You know, we use track when we play live for the elements like symphonic elements or synth or pianos or things like that that we don't have um, readily available. So we use that on a track for added ambience. But at the same time, we want to be able to almost simplify things in one aspect and push it further on another aspect where it's more our hands playing live, creating this atmosphere and then using the other elements as like more of a support, but not the overarching thing, but still keeping it in there because there, there comes times in songs where it, it needs it. It's called for it. Absolutely. Let me pull in another song. The Arch of Time asks the question, is this really all my life was for? So what about the life of Logan Thompson? Is Symphony of Heaven what God meant you to do? I believe that. I absolutely do. Um, I have felt that since the beginning, um, starting to do it. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I just, I kind of know innately that this is what God wants me to do. I mean, he's put art and music in my heart since I didn't even have a choice in the matter. He was there. I can't not make music and art. So, you know, I'm going to do it. Therefore, at the same time, you know, God gives good gifts to his children and he enjoys it when we enjoy the gifts he's given us. Like, you know, regular earthly fathers love seeing their kids enjoy the gifts that they've been given. God does the same thing, I believe, with us, and especially as Christians then. But we're also, we have the added mission of sharing that with other people. It's like, you know, come, taste and see that the Lord is good. Look, there's hope. There's fellowship in what we're doing. We've experienced that with so many people just through the music, meeting people, lifelong friends, being able to be there for them when they need help. Um, They need a shoulder to lean on. They need uh, advice. They need, you know, brotherly kindness. The music is the medium through which we're able to do that. You know, and when we get to plant little seeds of faith here and there, Maybe you've had a bad experience with Christians in the past, and but like, look, we're real. This is what we do, and we have a common, a common thing that we are both interested in with through this music, and that's how we're able to grow the relationship with people, um, 
and we get to have fun doing it. So I do believe that this is what God has called me to do, and I will continue to do it as long as he allows me. I got to say, Logan, I always appreciate what you've got to say. Thanks for coming for another talk with The Antidote. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, Symphony of Heaven loves The Antidote. And thank you again for letting me express my thoughts and, and vision for everything. We really do appreciate it. <laughs>